The Nifty Show. N-I-F-T-Y. It's Nifty. And you are here with Joel and Riles for the NFT NYC 2023 post show. Hello, Sir Riles. Hello. It was uh, quite an interesting experience, wasn't it? it? Especially in contrast to previous NFT NYC events. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, so this was, I think, my fourth NFT NYC event that I've attended and spoken at. And uh, they put on a great show. Like it's, it is mm -hmm. a lot to put on an event and make sure things go smooth. Last year was scattered throughout Times Square, mostly at the Marriott um, on multiple levels with lots of flashing lights and lots of monitors showing NFTs, booming music. The NFT world was, you know, in a boom still. The market hadn't collapsed yet. Lots of excitement and about 15,000 people. This year, moved from Times Square to the Jacob Javits Convention Center uh, at the same time as the massive auto show. So the auto show took up most of the convention center and the North Hall, two floors were dedicated to NFT NYC. About 6,000 people is the count that we're getting from the event producers that were there. Felt like it might have been a little less to me, much more spread out, more low key in terms of the theatrics of it. Um, so that contrast was, you know, at first sight, this was a big difference. But at the same time, going into it and seeing that it was, it had substantially less turnout than previous events was like, okay, everybody who's here means some real business. Everybody is here because they're not out for easy money. If they were out for easy money, they would not be in the NFT market during this time. Not now. <laughs> Not now, that's for sure. Yeah, I think that there's that. The vibe of the event kind of matched the uh, the soberness of where we are right now as an NFT market. It's like, okay, we're in this because we are here, we are building, and we're going to grow. And for the speakers, we have something significant to say about where this market is going. And we are still in the early adoption phase. We are, I, I think, still... Mm, two to three years away from the beginning of mainstream adoption. Would you concur? There was a Medium article that I read, which was, it pertains to, uh, I'll have to, to actually broaden and sort of vaguen the, the subject, but it was about how large-scale processes affect what is considered normal for society. And the author used this term, I wish I could remember the author's name, uh, gradually then suddenly hmm. it's like there is there is a a slow buildup of change and then overnight something explodes and suddenly this new development is everywhere and that that extends even to entertainment and pop culture mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we just saw it with ai right they've been yes. working on ai for well over uh, you know two decades and then suddenly chat gpt changes everything fastest growing you know site maybe in history i don't know and ai is everywhere it's like where did this come from and we moved from um, early adoption to just about that crossover is happening into mainstream over the next year but what makes this moment for for us and and for you who's listening or watching this so significant is that we now have the foresight to see 
roughly uh, on an estimated basis where we are between gradually and suddenly because it's starting to feel like that suddenly is coming up. It is. And I don't know which um, project or virtual world or um, NFT, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't know if it's going to be a metaverse or a game. What's going to do it? Probably gaming, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, some phenomenon, some Pokemon Go-like phenomenon. Yeah, I agree. It's it's going to have to be something that has experienced individuals driving it. Um, people that are experienced in the field, like probably games, as you said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and less less about the blockchain side. Um, but then offering the the Web three benefits of gaming on blockchain in a way that is really consumer friendly is really encouraging in in driving people to establish blockchain wallets and yeah totally agree the i told you so's are already so sweet i'm enjoying them even you know even as we speak to all the oh, people which ones the one people crapping on you know nfts and they will never all these gamers out there that say oh never i will never own an nft and i'm like that one day they're gonna have to bite the bullet and they will own and they will like it and not in a you'll eat bugs and like it kind of way. <laughs> you, you will own NFTs and be happy. <laughs> and be happy with with nothing in your place but your wallet full of delicious pixels um, with utility. So you and I both spoke. Um, for As for me, I'll let you talk about your talk in a moment. As for me, uh, Travis and I spoke on the, uh, the main stage on the second morning and talked about the past, the present, and the future of NFTs. And when that talk gets handed to us, um, we will go ahead and replay it on uh, on this show it was a lot of fun it was about 25 minutes we covered a lot of ground in that 25 minutes and uh, people told us that they really enjoyed it and uh, rather than let you toot your own horn i'll toot it for you you got to speak on the gaming stage the immutable gaming stage right behind the um, immutable booth uh, which immutables making big moves into uh, web3 gaming right by our friends at atomic hub they were over there too and you gave a 10-minute talk the title of it i love what was it called again it was nft gaming as described by a quantum time traveler from the year 2032 mm. you did a great job of uh you know echoing much of the sentiment that you've shared on this show and communicating to this audience, I saw a lot of nodding heads. And once we have the audio for that, we will also replay that for this audience so that you guys can hear what Riles had to say. It, it was it was really humbling to be able to offer that uh, to, to people in person, especially the, the people that needed to hear it, the people who are already deeply invested in and building games on web three. But I, I was really just talking about how so much more energy needed to go into focusing on what our products look like for gamers who are not even on blockchain in the first place, because if we want to improve consumer rights and we want to offer benefits that web two does not offer, we have to cater to those people who haven't even been sold on it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and in new ways with messaging that they understand that is uh, disarming to them um, and doesn't use the NFT speak that, um, that 
they have been trained to despise, which is part of our presentation. One of the things we said is we need to stop using to the public the word NFT and just start using the words digital ownership because that's what that's what this is. It's when you people understand ownership. Well, I, I think I think the terminology still needs work. We're we're workshopping all of this. We're, we're fine tuning um, it. There's going to be fewer syllables involved in everything when it actually gets out to uh, to a mass appeal state. But you know, more than my talk, because I sat in on a lot of the gaming talks that happened over the course of the event, I saw the coming shift happening in real time. Go on. There were a lot of other speakers that shared elements of what I had to say. The message is clear. Stop building these financial manipulation devices disguised as games. Stop building things that the mainstream doesn't care about and stop pretending like play to earn is the move because mm -hmm. it's not. And Yeah, it's not play to earn. It's it not was, play and earn. It's not. It was play so heartening, earn. though. It was so heartening to see all of these other people that were on. Well, I'm I'm not sure if I would say the same page, but the same chapter of the book, and it gave me a lot of hope for the next few years in especially Web three games development because fewer suits, shall we say? I, I like to call them suits. Fewer suits are in charge of what is now getting built and more people who, who love games because they have a personal love for games are in charge of what's getting built. And Do you think there'll always be a place for the, uh, the Axie infinity type games where people can generate an income or are those just doomed to fail just because of their very nature? I think that the reason for Axie's success was that it combines the fantasy of replacing your day job by playing a video game with the reality of how that can interact with a global economy where one man's trash is another man's treasure. The disparate income levels and socioeconomic status of different nations was integral to Axie Infinity's success. Mm -hmm. The scholarship program was fueled by that. And of course, as a byproduct that also sort of guided the demographics in terms of who made out well and whose lives got ruined with wrecked. Uh, poor investment. Wrecked. Well, so many of us, I mean, my NFT portfolio is wrecked. Um, so many of these things, you know, when, when you're in the hype cycle and you feel like, you know, you can see the moon, um, that's when smart money is selling. <laughs> hey guys, you, this is it. You're already, you know, jubilant and, um, when you keep thinking, you know, when you're FOMOing because you want more, that's when greed sets in. And and uh, the old saying on the stock market is uh, hogs get fat, pigs get slaughtered. And or is it pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered? One of them, one of them's getting fat and one of them's getting slaughtered. And so, you know, if you're becoming overly greedy and the odds are that there's somebody there who's ready to have you as a meal. And uh, that's certainly happened in the NFT space. Some of them, some of the NFTs I have, will never recover. And, you know, that's life. Um, that That's what happens when you treat anything uh, as an investment. Uh, overall, the the event seems to have this, this sort of undertone of people, uh, of the whole community, like, re-identifying itself, trying to find out 
what it is that that we were all doing right because this goes beyond gaming too especially since 2019 and 2020 every vertical imaginable people have just kind of been throwing nft integration into it and you could find anything backed by nfts or you could find a proposal for anything backed by nfts what was it in your talk travis gave the example of of the really terrible idea it was livestock backed by nfts i think it was something that was that was that. that was not us it wasn't you no but i love it <laughs> I, i'm positive it was travis i'm positive travis said this oh wait 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 it was because we were talking about the um the eho tech that one uh um, yes. ico that was right yes. right right that's exactly what i'm talking about mm -hmm. um it, it was this this sort of toddler-esque exploration stage where people were like well we don't really know how this is going to benefit everybody but we're going to be at the forefront if there's money there's money well. there and we want some <laughs> of the money that people are throwing around so uh you know as usual jody rich puts on a um, a class event there i still I, in my feedback to him i continue to say there's too many speakers um, I think in his desire to have as much buzz around the event as possible, they uh, they overbook too many panels, too many rooms, and it felt the energy felt less than this year because it was spread out throughout two floors of Javits and there were so many rooms and so many speakers. Uh, I feel like they could have done it all and packed the energy into one floor. Um, the upper floor, perhaps, and, and gotten it all in there and created a more um, intense experiential vibe. But it, it was what it was. And I think next year's event, uh, Riles, is going to be packed. I think that uh, in all likelihood with the Bitcoin having, the cycle is coming up again where we are likely not financial advice, to see a bull market. And uh, when Bitcoin goes into a bull market, the other tokens and NFTs invariably follow in their wake. And I think uh, that combined with the maturing of the space, um, that that moment that becomes suddenly could happen in this next year. It's possible. I, I hope that you are right. But at the same time, there's something pulling at the back of my mind which is that I, I don't think that the term NFT is going to survive. I think that, and that goes for more than gaming. I think across all verticals, it's sort of been a really ugly term. It's got way too many syllables behind it. And it, it feels inhumane. It's so, it's so technical. <laughs> Non-fungible token. What the right. fuck does that mean? Yeah, people don't know what, what most people don't know what the word fungible means. And when you're talking <laughs> about a token, they're thinking of, you know, Chuck E. Cheese or something. Um, we all know what non is, right? That's that's the easy part. Okay, we know that it's not this thing we don't understand. <laughs> but even if we do understand it, like there I nothing in history, nothing in modern history. Um, certainly not in any nation that's currently in relatively high global status today has anything so complex sounding as a non-fungible token succeeded to the level that we want NFTs to succeed on. And even, well, even the term digital asset feels so cold. It feels heartless. 
right? Well, let's let's come up with the terminology and <laughs> trademark it, and, and then uh, you know become billionaires. Well, we'll make all of you pay our, pay our license fees to get our marketable yeah. uh, term for whatever NFT will get replaced by. What the thing is that we're going to call this? <laughs> um, I had something really brilliant to say, and I was distracted by myself. My brain said, no, don't think about that. Think about this because there's an opportunity for a joke here. And my brain will always go for the joke before uh, before the substance. So I, apologies. I think that they're probably going to be called something closer to smart items. Smart items. Smitems. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much lower. There's already a cultural uh, precedent for highly integrated devices and assets being called smart everybody understands the word yep. smart means this has more information attached to it this can do more stuff mm -hmm. if that doesn't de describe an nft especially one that bears utility i don't know what does i mean is it a smarty those are candies <laughs> yeah the smarties people might object to that although a trademark would fall in a different category because these smarties are not edible I don't know if you guys have ideas. Write us, the nifty show at gmail.com. Let us know what you think NFT should be called that would make them consumable by the masses. That would be cool to talk about, that people would not cringe when they hear the word NFT. Wait, we just start uh, making to um, digital candy. There you go. It's consumable by the masses. <laughs> and, we're, and then we're hitting the Smarties angle. And now my sweet tooth is wanting a little something. Well, it's a lot of fun to go to the conference. And, uh, of course, uh, both Riles and I were there. Travis spoke and uh, producer Aaron Mint Esel was also there leading a panel on uh, women in NFTs. And I'm sure we will be back again next year, just like we will be back on this show and telling you at the end of every show to keep it nifty. That's what we do. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Riles are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Riles say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show.